It's the dawn of a new era at Aberdeen after Stephen Glass took charge last week and was thrown straight into a Scottish Cup campaign. We hear from our new manager on his plans for Aberdeen and we have more from our fourth round Scottish Cup win against Livingston coming up. And we hear from Stephen post-match. Plus, I round up from the rest of the Cup matches from the weekend and the week's Dons news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday the 20th of April. Welcome to the AFC Dons cast with me, Graham Mackay. It was a nail-biting start for Stephen Glass for his first Dons match in our Scottish Cup fourth-round tie against Livingston on Saturday evening. Livingston had twice taken the lead. J. Emmanuel Thomas fired home a brace, his second in the opening phase of extra time. Now McGinn's 77th-minute strike, 30 minutes after Emmanuel Thomas's opener, and Florian Camberry's goal three minutes after the second Livy goal put the tie on a knife edge. The resultant penalty shootout saw the Dons score all five spot kicks with Lewis Ferguson, Florian Camberry, Callum Hendry, Dean Campbell and Ross McCrory all on target. Livingston's Jason Holt missed their second penalty which subsequently saw them lose. It was still a hard push and I'm sure Stephen has a lot to ponder as we progress into the quarterfinals against Dundee United this coming weekend. We catch up with the post-match reaction with Bobby Clark, Ryan Hedges and Stephen Glass. First up, Rob McLean. Seems to be breaking news as far as Ross McCrory is concerned. <laughs> it was played 24 hours ago, Ross, and uh, Dundee United uh, beat Forfar by 1-0. So uh, there is no or involved in the next round. It is Dundee United. It is here. Um, but he was a, a, a terrific performer uh, as well today, wasn't he? Um, uh, lots, of, lots of quality contributions all around the team. Um, but uh, he certainly qualifies um, as uh, one of the, the top performers of the afternoon. He plays in so many different positions, of course, uh, for the Dons. Uh, McCrory was brilliant, wasn't he? Oh, great, great. I, I he, he was up and down right the whole game, and he was obviously tired, but he never stopped making the runs. Very, very good, good performance today. And great, lot, lots of pluses in, I guess the, the comebacks are, are really impressive aren't they the two comebacks in the game the, the, the courage in the, in the performance today, it wasn't always wonderful football from the Dons, although they did um, after they scored the first equaliser that was a really good spell and it looked as if they might actually win it inside 90 so, minutes at that point Yeah, Ryan. I think if there was only one team really in it since the, uh, the second goal went in in normal time I think we're on the front foot on the ascendancy, especially down the left side with Johnny, Niall and um, Flo linking up really well, even Callum coming over. But um, yeah, just obviously couldn't get it in 90 minutes and then as soon as the extra time starts to go behind again and just just to that never say die attitude, keep grinding, keep working, keep doing the right things. I think from what on the sideline, that's what I could hear the manager and Alan shouting over, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing that, what we've been working on, keep doing the same things doesn't need to deviate from from what we've been working on and it's 
it's worked out today. If you're talking about the manager, say nice things about him because he's just appeared behind you. Uh, ah. We're going. We're going with a four with Stephen Glass wide left, which is a position you rather like. I seem to recall, uh, yeah. Stephen. How's it going? Yeah, I'm well. Nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, 100% record. I make that for you so far. <laughs> yeah. We don't count it as extra time penalties. It's still one. <laughs> so next round of the cup. That's all we would ask for before the game. The boys showed unbelievable character. Um, we're delighted with it. Yeah, I was talking about words like, like character, courage, uh, to come back twice in the game ag- against a really tough opposition. They, they just don't leave you in peace, Livingston, do they? No, they don't. We, we used other words in there as well. We talked about trust. Uh, the, the team trusted what we asked them to do. We asked them not to panic at half-time. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw second half that that was a team that really believed in what we were doing. Uh, we've had three days to try and put some ideas in. What we have not been able to put in is a team spirit and a mentality that's already there. And I think that's shone through more than anything. The changes worked well for you? The, the players who came on made a, made a big contribution at important times? Yeah, and obviously the goalkeeper as well. So yeah. He came on did really well for us too. But uh, Camberry's come on. Uh, Fraser showed well for us. Energy levels dropped. But then, which is, which is to be expected, he's not played a lot of football. But then when Florian came on, he was, he was excellent. Deserved his goal, really gave them a problem the whole time. And scores a penalty as well, so a big contribution. Yeah. How's Joe? Our fitness was good too. Our fitness was good, much, much better than theirs. I was going to ask how Joe was, Stephen. Yeah. Joe, I've not managed to talk to him yet. The boys are busy being happy with their, their yeah. lot of them. <laughs> was it ribs? Was it his ribs? It looked like it to me, yeah, yeah, in that area. So hopefully he's not too bad. Uh, but obviously, Woodsy proved that he's very capable. Uh, I knew that already, but he's, he's shown it today, which is great for us. This has been some week for you, coming out of isolation, your first days in the job, uh, going to extra time and penalties in your first game in charge. I'm just glad to be outside. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's nice to be out, it's nice to be back here, uh, winning football matches is what I want to do and it's, it's, it's a delight to come and serve the club again. We just heard from Ross McCrory there, we, we broke the news to him that Dundee United beat 4-4 last night, which, uh, which seemed to have passed him by, um, and it is of course Dundee United here in the quarterfinals next weekend, so great, great to have another home tie, I guess. Yeah, it's brilliant, for, for us as a staff coming in, three home games in a week, we were hoping it was going to be three, obviously we get through today and now it is, so it'll not be easy, obviously Celtic Wednesday night will be tough and then Dundee night will be tough at home, but... You shot, you've seen the character in the group right now and I think that will take us a long, long way. And you're loving it so far? Yeah, winning games, I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm allowed to be outside and I'm, we're winning games, it's great. Well, it's good to see you uh, and well done today and everyone watching and listening will be delighted with you and for you. Thanks very much, thank you. It's great to be back. Thanks a lot. That was uh, Stephen, the manager, off to a winning start after that uh, amazing uh, penalty shootout and uh, Aberdeen showing all sorts of character. Uh, Ryan, we were just talking about it when he arrived there, uh, the character to come back twice uh, in the game and and eventually come out on top with five great penalties. Yeah, yeah, the manager obviously touched on it there. Um, I think the penalties were very well taken and sometimes... It's hard to step up and, and and be counted, and all the lads did that did that especially well. I think even Woodsy as well. Um, I know he's they've hit the bar, but he's done enough to to pop, probably put him off. 
So it all moves now to, to Wednesday night, as, as Stephen said, Bobby. Uh, the games keep on coming, quick fire. Um, I was talking to him about next weekend, but of course he's, th- he's thinking now uh, about Wednesday, about that game against Celtic. And, and now the cup tie is out of the way, uh, we can start thinking again sure. about that four-point gap in the table yeah. and about getting at least something against Celtic, which keeps this momentum going. We, we, we should have won the last game against Celtic yeah. here. I mean, we, we really should. Yeah. And uh, there's no reason why we can't win. I mean, that's got to be the attitude. If we play with the same attitude as we had there, we, we, we could win that game. So, And remember, hopefully they'll have had a hard game tomorrow. They'll have had a deal less, and then they've got to travel up here. So that this we should be looking forward to this game. And you're okay with the delayed trip back to Lossy Mouth? Is that, I, is that okay? I, watching a game live again, it was so much fun. So you Does can, that keep up your record, actually, of yes, every time you've been we, here? We, I'll come again I'm, next week. Not, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll come along any time you need me, I tell you. No, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll see. And, and then D United... I shouldn't be talking about the D United because that's, I'm not taking one game at a time. No. But You're going against your own, your own mantra but there. It's, we're in a great position because we've not beaten them this year. No, And no. how we've not beaten them, I don't know. So that is definitely on the cards that we, 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 can, we can move on. But we've, got, we've also got to look for the third place in the, yeah, in the league. So. In fact, you and I, Ryan, were together, weren't we, at Tannadice for that last meeting, which was uh, yeah, pretty miserable. Yeah, yeah. Apart from your contribution, of course, it was, <laughs> no, it was pretty miserable. I think we're unfortunate. Um, obviously, that was Paul and Barry's first game. There was a lot of good work in that, but ultimately the result's the most important thing. Um, but yeah, now, obviously, when, Wednesday... Hopefully, can get something from that game, and then yeah. we're looking forward to that yeah. Dundee United game. And like you said, we definitely owe them something for not getting do. any points off them this season, any wins off them this season. And you're jumping up. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights, and all the goals, exclusive interviews, and behind the scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. Madewell, Dundee United and St Mirren all booked their places into this week's fifth round ties after a busy Friday night of Scottish Cup fourth round action. At Fair Park, Madewell and Greening Morton fought out a cagey affair with the match going the distance into extra time. Stephen O'Donnell smashed home an incredible drive from 35 yards in the dying moments of the second period of extra time and thought he secured the victory. It wasn't quite so straightforward though as Fjortov thumped home a corner in the last minute. Despite being denied the chance of becoming the match winner in extra time, Stephen O'Donnell stepped up in the shootout, delivered the decisive blow and ensured Madewell emerged as 5-3 winners on penalties. Submarin began the fourth round action earlier in the night with a hard-fought 2-1 win against Inverness on a sunkissed evening in Paisley. It looked ominous for Jim Goodwin's side when Inverness took the lead in the second half through Nikolai Todorov. Christian Dennis equalised almost immediately from 18 yards out before Marcus Fraser secured St Mirren's place in the next round, scoring his fourth goal of the season, tapping the ball home from close range. In the televised match of the day, Dundee United's Peter Pollitt was the hero on a night where they toiled against League One Forfer. Without a home league win in over 14 months, Forfer started brightly, but Mickey Mellon's Premiership side breathed a huge sigh of relief as Pollitt broke the deadlock after 56 minutes and set up an away tie against either Aberdeen in the last eight. In a rare Saturday morning kickoff, Kilmarnock's Lafferty, Pinnock and Burke gave the home side a comfortable lead. Cameron Ballantyne grabbed a consolation eight minutes from time. Kilmarnock will now take on St Mirren in the next round. 
On Sunday, Hibs progressed to the Scottish Cup quarterfinals after a four-goal victory at fourth-tier Stranraer. Christian Doyle slammed home the opener late in the first half after a large spell of domination. The League 2 hosts had their moments in a more even second period, but a Kevin Nisbet free kick and Martin Boyle brace and one from the spot ended Stranraer's hopes of setting up a last eight tie with Manuel. And finally, Rangers ended Celtic's four-year Scottish Cup reign and condemned them to a first trophyless season since 2010 to reach the quarterfinals with victory at Ibrox. Stephen Davis's overhead kick and a John Joe Kenny own goal before half-time decided a gripping chance-laden game. Celtic's wasteful finishing culminated in Odson Edwards' weak penalty being saved in the closing stages. Stephen Gerrard's side hosts St Johnston in the last eight next weekend, or this weekend. <laughs> To keep each other safe, here's what we need to do. Get the vaccine when it's offered. If you have symptoms, isolate immediately and book a test. Remember facts and stick to the restrictions. Until we've all been vaccinated, protecting each other is up to all of us. of his first match, Stephen spoke to Mal on his first day at Cormac Park last Tuesday. Longer than maybe we'd have liked, but you're finally in the hot seat. How does it feel? Feels good. Took a little bit longer than I would have liked as well. Uh, watching from a distance, watching the team doing well, which has been great. So just got to wait, to wait to get our teeth into it now. How's your first morning been? It's been nice to you? <laughs> it's been great, yeah. Meeting the people that are around the, the training ground and things like that. A few familiar faces. Some of the lads are in doing a bit extra, which is great to see already. So mm-hmm. uh, I know the work ethic of the group and, like I say, just waiting. Can't wait to get going. I see your first morning, Stephen, but I mean, in isolation, you have been working, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, able to watch the training as well. So I've been watching the group training, uh, keeping an eye on the games, getting ahead of the opponents that are coming up as well. So... There's a lot of footage that you can take and get on top of, so we've been planning that a little bit so remotely with Alan as well and then able just to prepare as best as we can. Alan walks in the door with me on day one. Uh, we're ready to try and make our mark on the club. Yeah, brings a lot of knowledge with him, doesn't he? Experience as well with it, or is this his job he's been doing it at the, the FA? Yeah, that's why I worked so hard to get him in. The club have worked hard to get him in. And Alan himself has given up a lot, a lot of family time that he could have easily kept on. And But he wants to be a part of what's going to happen at the club. So, like I say, I, I am grateful that he's here. The club, we're all delighted to have him. Uh, and But the, the best part is he's delighted to be here himself. And just finally, Stephen, I know you've had a lot of messages from the fans, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. A lot of good, good luck messages. Yeah, a lot of friends, family, people that are actually a bit of congratulations that we're out of isolation as well today, So, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, it's strange being back in the country and you can't actually even drive around, you can't do anything. So uh, it's a little bit strange, but it means you can really get your head into the work. So between now and hopefully May 22nd, we've got a lot of work on and I'm looking forward to it. Well, Stephen, wish you all the best. We'll see you on Thursday. We've got Presti Thursday. We'll see you then. But let you go on and you've got a lot to do. Thanks a lot, Mal. Cheers. Thank you. And with the first day out of the way, he caught up with the media on Thursday ahead of our cap game against Livingston. Great to be back, but what, a decade more than a, a decade working away? Yeah, yeah, probably 10 years in the States, close to, so been away, done a lot of work, got a lot of experience and fortunate to be back at such an unbelievable club and looking forward to it. You're playing and coaching time in America. Do you think you were afforded opportunities to advance your skills and experience there that you might not have been able to, to do here? It's been a, an advantage, if you like, for your career. 
Uh, it's a choice that I made. Uh, I went and did something a little bit different than other people. Uh, you coach. My first job over there coaching youth, I was actually coaching four teams at a time. So out on the pitch every night, probably three, four hours at a time, four or five games at a weekend. So the amount of actual coaching hours is why I chose to do it. Uh, I think it's made me a more rounded coach. Time will tell if I'm right or not. But that's that's the reason that's where I've been. Was there a difference in attitude in America as well? Because I kind of imagine people there were, would see you as a, a seasoned professional at a very high standard and would be really open in their minds to your coaching ideas, whereas here, every parent of every child, every child has got their own ideas and opinions about the game. I think it's different here as well. You, I would have tried to get into the professional game because there's less scope for jobs within the youth side of the game. So I just felt like it was a better learning experience for me, a better environment, just my personality. Uh, and like I say, it's a choice, so you're either right or you're wrong, and time will tell. Obviously, had a great spell at Atlanta, both in the, the interim position, the first team in Atlanta United too. What kind of grounding do you think that's given you and, and allowed you to, to take skills into the job here at Aberdeen? Yeah, being in charge of teams, uh, being totally responsible for teams, responsible for their performance, responsible for player development. So I think it's something that's important at the club here. You've got to be able to handle being in charge of the team, making the decisions, along with your staff, obviously. Uh, and the player development's important too. There's a, there's a big youth academy here that needs nurtured a little bit, I think, to, to put those boys in the team if they're, if they're ready, ready for it. So I think my background is going to help that. Uh, but also, I think I've shown in Atlanta I can handle big players too. We sold Pity Martinez for $20 million the day of a game when I was in charge last year, so it's not like I've been handling a team that's not got big-time players in it. I think that's the, the point, and, and also your playing career, you know, you were working big-time managers and big-time players, you've been in that environment. Yeah, I think uh, since since I walked in the door here at 12, 13 years old, and Alex Smith was the first manager that I've seen, so since then, all the way through, Kenny Dalglish, Hulett, Bobby Robson, I've played for some good managers. Uh, I've played alongside some good players that have became good managers as well. So it's not like I've been in environments that have been poor in terms of learning. So if I can put that into practice, great. Show that I've soaked up what I can, taken the good bits, forget the bad bits, and even learn from them as well. So I think I'm as well-rounded a coach as I can be at this age. Um, obviously, you've got something to prove because uh, you know people will say, well, what's his track record? And, and you've got that aspect. Uh, but I'm guessing you're pretty confident you've got what you need to deliver here. Every first-time manager has pressure on them. Uh, every manager that walks through the door at Aberdeen Football Club has pressure on them. I want that sort of pressure and that's why I'm here. The people that have come along to work with me, are do they want the same thing? They wouldn't leave the situations they're in if they didn't believe myself would be successful and the club is going to be successful. So I'm looking forward to what's coming. I probably should have done more research, so correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, because you'll know. But I'm trying to think of Aberdeen's last, what you might describe as rookie manager. And did he not win a cup that you were pretty prominent in? Uh, Roy? Yeah. Roy? Yeah. Well, that, I think, I don't know what age Roy would have been when he won a cup as a manager, but I'm 44 years old. I've had a pro licence for seven or eight years. I've been coaching for 12, 13. So... I don't consider myself a rookie. I'm ready for this job and I think I'll prove it. Obviously, there's fever speculation uh, about the overhaul of the team that is required or could be required depending on the contract players. Is that something that you actually have been able to, to look at despite the fact you've not been here and not working with the players? Yeah, I've had a chance to see what the framework looks like. Uh, I know all the players that are out of contract. I know how long the existing players' contracts are. 
and we've got a handle on who might and might not be available as well and who we might want to go after. So I think I know what needs strengthened, but I think between now and the end of the season on the pitch, we, the players have an opportunity to prove that they should be here next year. Is that something that they've responded quite well to? Because there's always uncertainty when a new manager comes in and many of them have only known one gaffer at this club. Yeah, they, they have. And the reason for that is Derek McInnes was a successful Aberdeen manager. You don't stay at football clubs like this for eight years if you've not been. But the, the change has happened. The players are on board. They're determined to finish the season strongly. And it starts on Saturday against Livingston. Plenty of managers we speak to in the Premiership, they're always like, yeah, you know, I'll speak to the chairman, I'll try and get a wee bit more, I'd love to bring somebody in. And you hopefully will, will get the backing that you need to be a success here. I think every manager that's been here has had the backing that they deserve and need. Uh, it's how you use it. I think I will get the backing of the chairman and the board. Uh, otherwise, again, I wouldn't be here as a young manager thinking I'm not sure what sort of backing we're going to get. I know there's backing coming, but I also know that every manager at this club has had backing. It's how you use it, it's how you choose to use it. Uh, that's what's going to prove whether I can do this in the long run. There's been a big statement already with Scott Brown coming on board and, and Alan Russell. Can you tell me a wee bit about the thought process of bringing both of them in and, and what you think they'll bring? Yeah, I think it's a statement on behalf of the club that what we are trying to do, but it's a statement on behalf of those players that... Oh, sorry, Alan's not a player anymore. He looks like one, but he's not. But he's... Uh, the statement on behalf of those players, the, again players, the people that they want to be a part of this as well, what the club offers, what the environment that it has and the backing that we believe we're going to get and what's possible. Uh, Scott is going to really help on the pitch, he's going to learn off the pitch, he's going to be a brilliant coach and manager. Alan's the same, he's a very well-rounded coach and he's going to provide a lot to this club while he's here. Players that you hope to bring in will look to the coaching team that you have and that might seem very attractive to them because of the profile that they do have. I'm sure it is. Uh, again, Aberdeen attracts players. Uh, if you've got a staff that can attract players, I, th I think that'll help. Again, time's going to tell. But if you're a centre-forward that wants to get better and Alan Russell's the one that's going to be at the club helping you, I think that's attractive. If you want to play in a team that's got Scott Brown in it, I think he's won almost every trophy for the last eight, nine years. He's been the guy that lifts it at the end of the season. If I was still a player, I'd want to play beside Scott Brown. Uh, so I think I'm looking forward to what's coming. That's alright, that's alright, no worries. Um, Stephen, one player who is constantly being linked and still is being linked with Aberdeen is, of course, Lee Griffiths. What, what can you tell us about that? Is he on your wish list? Uh, Lee Griffiths is a Celtic player, so I don't talk about players at other clubs. Uh, it's not right, uh, it's not respectful to, the, to him, to the players at our club as well. So, Lee Griffiths is a Celtic player, that's all there is to it. Okay, um, the fans obviously crave attacking, entertaining football, lots and lots of goals. What, what can you uh, tell them about that, about your philosophy? It's, it's not my philosophy, it's the club's philosophy, the club's strategy. Uh, it's pretty clear, it's been well defined and it's been put out there. The club wants to bring people back to the stadium when we're allowed to bring them back so that we can have as many people in here as, as we can that actually want to come and watch the team. They want to see young players, if they're good enough, they have an opportunities. The coaching staff that's here are willing to do that. We're looking forward to that opportunity and we're looking forward to working with the group of players that's here. Yeah, I mean, we want to see, like you say, a packed house. We want to see fans out of their seat with excitement at some scintillating football, don't we? Every club that's got a right mind in the, on the planet wants that. Aberdeen's no different, but the strategy is there. Uh, we're here to implement it. There's a reason I'm at the football club. Uh, there is re there's a reason that the staff have come along and there's a reason that people will want to play for this club. How confident are you, Stephen, um, that this can be the start of a really bright new era for Aberdeen Football Club? How, how, how tough a task 
do you have to, to, to get the club to where you want it to be? I think it's going to take time, obviously, but we do think we can implement changes pretty quickly. Uh, we've got a number of games come pretty quick fire straight away, which is good as well. So you can you can see how the players can respond to what we're asking them to do. Uh, we'll see if they can implement what we're asking them to do. I'm sure they can. I've seen it in training already. Uh, but the proof's in the pudding. The proof starts on Saturday, uh, and then we'll, we'll build from there. It's, it's a long-term thing. The summer, beyond the summer, I'm pretty excited about what can happen, but I'm also excited about Saturday coming as quick as it can. There's obviously excitement among the fans about, about your arrival, Scott's arrival, Alan's arrival. Um, is there going to be a director of football coming in at some stage? Is that in the structure at all? Yeah, the structure of the club is not something that I decide. Uh, there is Stephen Gunn's there at the moment, doing an unbelievable job, really good at what he does. Uh, people's roles might change a little bit here and there, but that's for the, the board to decide. So. I'm here to coach the team, to manage the team. That's what I've been brought in to do. My role's clearly defined as well. So if a director of football happened to come in, you might have more information than me. <laughs> um, first up, Livingston in the Scottish Cup on Saturday, an exciting game to look forward to. Um, how important is it to get off the winning start? It's, it's vital, yeah. The, the club needs to be in the latter stages of the tournament, like it has been previous years. So. Everything that we are building towards, ever since I got this opportunity, I know what's coming up. Livingston, the next round of the Cup, it needs to be won. So that's the aim. Uh, we know Livingston are not going to roll over. We know what they offer. We know they've came here and won earlier in the season. So it's going to be difficult, but we will be doing everything we can to be in the next round of the Cup. Is there any reason why Aberdeen can't go all the way in the Scottish Cup this season and clinch third in the Premiership? The, the reason we can't would be Hibernian in the league and would be the other teams that are in the cup. They all want the same thing as us. So it's up to us to do as best as we can to get the rewards that we, we, we desire. Uh, I think it starts on Saturday, as all would look at, and then we know we Celtic come here on Wednesday night. So we've got a couple of games really quick that we need to handle before we start thinking about end of season numbers, positions and things like that. And as we all know, very sadly, no fans in the stadium, um, but uh, Saturday's game is a virtual sellout. I mean, what do you make of that response? That's terrific to see, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It just shows you that the, the, the backing is here at the club. Uh, and like I said at the start, the, the aim is that all those people that are buying tickets for the virtual thing, which is greatly appreciated by the club, they want to buy a ticket and come in here when they're allowed to. And I can't wait to see this place full again. Stephen, uh, one thing I was going to ask you, you talked about your huge experience uh, with younger players, bringing through younger players, and obviously that was your absolute role at Atlanta United too, was yeah. developing players, yeah. regardless of results and performance. Um, there's unbelievable talent amongst some of the young players here at this football club, and I know the fans are desperate to see more of them on the pitch. Is that something that, that's definitely part of your agreement to to try and blood these players and, and develop them and, and ultimately, hopefully, potentially sell them on to, to bigger and better clubs and careers. Yeah, the, the remit is to get the best out of the group of players that are here, which includes the Youth Academy. Uh, Neil Simpson's done an unbelievable job, Gavin Levy's done an unbelievable job, along with all the coaches. So it's important that those guys are working for a reason. When Calvin Ramsey, when Jack McKenzie, when they're ready, that I am brave enough to put them in and the staff are going to back me on it as well so that's important uh, and I think the club has been built on it since before I got to the club as a kid so I think it's important it gets that is uh, embraced uh, and I'm here to do that but again the, the young players will know they have to earn it as well they're not just going to get chucked in the team if they're not ready so they, they'll have to earn it and enough of them will I'm sure I mean in some ways you're the ultimate version of that story because I always think 
the, the players, the ex-players that the club uh, fans adore are the ones that they've seen through, breaking through as 16, 17-year-olds. And then if they if they don't make a career here, and there are many like Andy Considine that have made a career here, uh, they go on and they see them on a match of the day in, in the evening on a Saturday night, and they can be proud of having, if you like, cheered on and played their part in, in seeing the, these boys develop. Yeah, I think... Uh there's that real connection I think I would never describe myself as a hero at this club I think I did well for the club and then I left I got sold for some money a guy like Andy Considine played his whole career that's a hero at a football club and he's still here and he's a real icon for the young players they can look at him he's still playing in the first team he still plays for Scotland that's someone that the young boys should be looking up to he lives his life right and, or you, you couldn't play for this long so uh, it's important that that connection's there the club's had a youth team graduate in the, te- in the team for I don't know how many years for a huge number of years uh, and I'm not going to be the guy that takes that away Just speaking one more speak, speaking to the, the, some of the players before your arrival Stephen there was great excitement about the, the new regime coming in here um, what's the response from the players been like since you arrived at Cormac Park? It's been really good actually, obviously the, the game got moved the day earlier which kind of altered their preparation but we continue, we gave the boys the day off that they were planning for so we had one day less prep so we've seen them for two days now uh, the, the reaction has been really really good Paul, Simi, Marsh, the boys have told me how it has been under them and they're, they're pleased to see how we've come in and handle it as well and picked up where Paul's left off I don't think the reaction's been mixed to Scott Brown coming to the football club. I think it's been amazing. Uh, I think the the people in the club store think he's going to be the best selling jersey we've ever had. Uh, he is, to me, the reaction was mixed at first before there was a real belief and a realisation that he is actually going to come. I think that's why there was some form of negativity in the first instance. I think since Scott signed his contract, I think there's very, very few people that see it as a negative. He's going to be amazing for this club, for this community, uh, and he's excited to be here as well. And just a, a final one for me, you know, you're no stranger to the history of this club and the success that they crave from the fans really want to see from their players and their manager. What would this success look like for you here at Aberdeen? Success starts on Saturday by winning the next game, the next game in the cup, and getting into the next round of the cup. Uh, I've continually said, like Derek McInnes was a successful manager here. Successful managers put trophies in the trophy cabinet at Aberdeen. Uh, I would love to be one of those guys. All right, thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. All right, thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you. Former Aberdeen assistant manager Tony Doherty has taken a temporary role at Forfar Athletic. Forfar are struggling at the foot of the third tier and Tony joins caretaker manager and former Dundee defender Gary Irvin to help them avoid the drop. And finally, the Dons under-18s lost 3-0 away to Celtic at Broadwood on Friday afternoon in the Club Academy Scotland League. Both sides went into the first half all square at 0-0, but the Young Dons went down to three goals in the space of 18 minutes in the middle of the second half. Barry Robson's side are back in action this evening against Hamilton at Cormac Park. Oh, police! Gail Vella's murder is this force's highest profile investigation. Her life cut short. And whoever did it's got away with it. It will be our job to detect whether police corruption has contributed to this murder remaining unsolved. Bella drew attention to links between organised crime and corrupt police officers. There is no corruption in this police force. A barefaced liar promoted to our highest office. You should investigate. Believe me, we will. You have no idea what she's capable of. 
whole line of inquiry deliberately suppressed to protect organised crime. I had nothing to do with it. All I know is somebody's behind all this. I'm being framed. No! When did we stop caring about honesty and integrity? Do you still believe there's a fourth man out there? Man or woman? Stephen Glass doesn't have long to wait for a second match with our league encounter against Celtic tomorrow evening at Pataudry. Kickoff is at 7.45pm and you'll be able to watch the match live on Red TV if you're a season ticket holder or are watching on pay-per-view. It's included as part of your Red TV international subscription as well. The feed starts at 6.30pm and you can join Rob McLean from 7.15pm. Elsewhere in the league on Wednesday, it's Hamilton versus Madewell and Hibbs versus Livingston at 6pm. St Johnston versus Ranger kicks off at 7pm and alongside our match at 7.45, it's Kilmarnock versus Dundee United and Ross County versus St Mirren. By the time you listen to this, we should have the dates and times for the Scottish Cup quarterfinals this weekend. The ties are Aberdeen versus Dundee United, Hibbs versus Meadowell, Kilmarnock versus St Mirren and Rangers are at home to St Johnston. We'll post the dates and times for these on the Inverness Reds website. And if I have time to fit it in, work permitting, we may have a quick AFC Donscast update this Friday. If not, I'll be back with the show next Tuesday with all the action from our midweek match against Celtic and our cap match against Dundee United. Till then, have a great week and stun free. That's all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.